Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago. The front porch is a strange place to start a business. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family owned, operated and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. You can check out Bill Toscano's front porch um, at toscano.com. Go ahead and take a look. We have some great things we're going to talk about on the podcast today. We are going to review how to sell insurance over the phone and in the most effective way. You can also check out a skill series webinar that we did on this topic as well. If you go to Toscano.com, click the button that says, see what you missed. You can check it out and download all of our free resources. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, Dana. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh, good morning, Nicole. Happy Cinco de Mayo. How are you celebrating today? Getting other than tacos and margaritas, that's about it. So there's a really nice Mexican place um, within walking distance from our home. And my daughter loves their nachos. And my husband and I love the margaritas. So that's where we're going. (laughs) Fun, fun. My mom's uh, birthday was this week. So last month, my, they were planning a dinner and here they picked today, tonight, we're going to an Italian restaurant. And I was like, well, I have a feeling they won't be too busy. <laughs> we still made a reservation, but I'm like, what if they're still be busy at Cinco de Mayo? Maybe not. <laughs> so, so I funny. won't be, you know, indulging in any tacos today, but kudos to everyone out there that is enjoy them. Enjoy the day. Have fun. You know, yesterday was, you know, may the fourth be with you. Right. <laughs> had to indulge in that. Right. May is a good time. <laughs> May is a good time. It's a great month. And typically the weather is nicer, but I will say, I think both Western and Eastern Pennsylvania has been dealing with cold rain clouds. Like yes. every time I'm out in Greensburg, it is like cloudy. Now those clouds have followed me home because it has been cloudy the past six days. Now, mm-hmm. today the sun's out. The sun was out yesterday. I'm a much happier woman. However, I'm done with the clouds. Uh, yes. Well, we had a lot of rain. And it's not just the rain. It was super cold, too. I mean, it was down in 30s and 40s again. And this time of year, it can happen. It's not out of the element. There was places in the mountains that got snow. I mean, no. a few inches of snow. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. We saw pictures, Seven Springs and things. and. Yeah, that's how cold (laughs) and miserable. It was more than what we got in February, which is really obscure. But hey, listen, it's changing now. I think we're going to be in the 60s today, 70s this weekend. And I just want to put a shout out there to anyone doing the Pittsburgh Marathon, half marathon. Mm -hmm. That's this weekend. Your weather's looking spectacular. I think there's some possible rain or storms in the early afternoon, but hopefully everyone's kind of towards the end or finishing up and just want to wish everyone it's listening and participating the best of luck have fun with it um just remember the hard work's done now so just yeah. show up and have a good time so I'm I'm pretty pumped my co-worker's niece and another co-worker's daughter is doing it I really don't oh. know her personally but I reached oh. out yesterday and I'm excited for her and again everyone doing it the whole experience awesome. and even all the spectators Mm-hmm. I always say this props to you guys and what females, male, everybody, kids. It is so much fun to have everyone there. So enjoy. It, is. it really helps you to, yeah. to keep going. When I participated in that, it poured. I mean, I ran in the <laughs> right. pouring rain for over uh-huh. four miles, but you know, all the spectators are there and they're cheering you on and they've got their ponchos on and, you know, they're doing their Isn't thing. Like something? it I mean, is. 
it's, it's so good. And then I had, um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but there was an app that I had my daughter download and she was like sending me little messages that I could hear in my AirPods as I was doing it. So that was really encouraging too. So that was nice. That's really cool that they can do. They've always had the, they've had those tracking apps that you you can see yeah. where they are and try to meet up and, you know, find them and wave and stuff. But yeah, now that you can do that extra stuff, I'll have to tap into that and I, yeah. know, in the fall and see what we can figure out. But uh, cool time. stuff. So good luck to everyone. Just want yeah. to there. have fun awesome. running across them bridges. Yes. <laughs> They're hillier than you think. Uh-huh. Honestly. They like they have a hell of a hump. Oops, sorry. <laughs> they have okay. a hell of a hump. <laughs> I mean, you don't think about it till you go across the first one. You're like, oh no, how many of these do I have to cross uh-huh. <laughs> over this track? But uh just enjoy it. It's gonna be yeah, great. For sure. So today I love this topic. We had um a webinar this week on this, and I thought it was really appropriate to bring onto the podcast selling insurance over the phone. And it sounds like it's a simple thing and it can be very simple. There's just like really good strategy that goes along with this that helps us to be better. And, you know, we talk about COVID and I just feel like this is a normal topic all of the time anymore and I hate it. However, COVID has forced us to really adjust how we do things in the insurance industry, just like any other industry. But when it comes to marketing and sales, things have changed. Um, we were so used to clients coming into the agency, sitting down with us, talking to us, and you know us explaining and selling and closing a deal. Not that that doesn't happen anymore, but it's different now. Now we need to really make sure our skills are as good as they possibly can be to be able to do these functions over the phone. And I think over the phone is so much better than via email, and I'll explain why. So... Email's great. Yes, you can share things with folks. You can, you know, send them the quotes that you've done. However, it lacks the relationship piece. And if folks are coming to an independent agency, they want to be working with an independent agent. They want to be talking to somebody. They want explanation. If they didn't, they'd just buy it online. It's so easy to do. Like it's not difficult. So that's the difference why someone's coming to you instead of via email. Dana, do you want to like expand on this a little bit and like back me up? Yeah. I mean, I think when I was doing it, a lot of times when the email exchanges were starting as far as new business, it was so un- unpersonal. That's probably not the best word, but there's no, there, that is a great personal. word. Yeah. yeah. It just, it was so detached. And I think when you have your own retail agency and things like that, um, you can actually add the personal touch. So when we would get emails and things, and even if we had all the information, it was very important for us to make the phone call, try to make the touch, make the personal touch, if you will. And, and I think that takes it a step above these other bigger companies that that aren't doing that. You know, And again, people can go on and write the business, but sometimes that extra personal touch goes a long way. I don't know about you as a consumer, but to me, if they actually called me, um, and I actually had questions that I couldn't figure out. I felt better knowing, hey, I can at least call this one particular person back and they're going to help me. Remember, mm-hmm. some of these bigger companies, these are call centers. These are, they're not going to deal with just one person or maybe one of two or three people in a smaller office that they can get to know. That can be intimidating. And, and insurance, as you all know, a lot of people are 
not, you know, they don't really know what they're they're doing. Honestly, they're going mm-hmm. in and probably picking the coverages that they don't understand just to look at certain prices. But there are a lot of people that have experienced some type of insurance claims or issues or heard stories that as they're doing it, they might start to question things. So get that personal touch so they can call you and say, you know, I was looking at, you know, this limit or this deductible and I'm really torn and things like that. I think that can go a long way. So much better than email. You can email back, but if you do, I would still say, I'd like to speak with you about it. If you can call me, you know, at your convenience, something like that, just after you make the phone call, make every effort you can. I get it. It's hard. People don't want to pick up the phone either. So I know it can be difficult, but I just, I find that when it's email focused or email for the communication, it is so price focused that you don't even get the opportunity to do that education piece, which is what we're here to do. Like I hear so many people say to me, well, Nicole, I'm not a salesperson. I get it. You don't have to consider yourself a salesperson, but you remove the opportunity to educate the client, which is what your responsibility is as an insurance professional. Think about it. We are supposed to be explaining coverages. We're supposed to be explaining how this works and why they need it. And if we get drug into E&O court, the first thing someone's going to say is, oh, well, my agent didn't tell me that. You know what I mean? We get thrown under the bus. So I'm not saying we have to be aggressive, but we definitely need to take that time to do the explanation and not just, I hate to say it this way, but hide behind the email. It's so easy to be transactional. Transactional type of client relationships and the fastest. How easy is it to hang up on somebody, not answer the phone, just, you know, it's easy to break up with someone that you don't have a relationship with. And, you know, this is going to help with retention and all those other things. So I get there's a, there's a piece of this that has to be the email piece, but connecting over the phone is so important. I have some things that can help. And Dana, I'd like to hear, um, you know, some of the things that you did too, but before I would even be getting, you know, getting this call booked that we'd be talking, I'm preparing. I'm going through and have everything in front of me that I need for this call. The last thing I want to do is be pulling things out, scrambling around. You know, the person can hear on the other end, whether you're confident on the phone or not, making sure I'm prepared with what I'm going to talk about. So whether this is, you know, a commercial client or this is a personal client, whatever it's going to be. I'm going to make sure I have everything in front of me about the policy we're talking about. I want to make sure I've got my magic number three quotes. I've done this always. This always has worked for me. Three different options, whether it's endorsement packages or whatever it is. Three of those are prepared with the differences between all of them. I am making sure I'm prepared and knowledgeable exactly for every single piece that I'm going to be talking about. Having that done not only allows you as the insurance professional to feel more confident in what you're doing, it also, you know, really lets the client know, oh, you know, they have everything, they can answer my question. If you can't answer a question, it's okay. But the last thing you want to do is sound like you're scrambling, you're not prepared. The cool thing about this, and I know a lot of us like to have clients in front of us, but by having this phone conversation, you can have a ton of things up on your monitor. You can have a ton of things laid out on your desk. No one knows, you know, they can't see you, you know, pulling from one area or another. You can make this super, super smooth. Dana, what did you do when you were preparing to have a, a call to either sell a deal, talk about a policy? What did you do to prepare for that? 
like you said, be as prepared as with what you know and what you're about to the conversation that you're about to have. And also, if we're talking about existing clients that you have on the books, if this is more, you know, there's a piece that you need to talk to them about, whether it's a renewal or, you know, they've called in for a different type of or emailed you about a possible different avenue for insurance, always investigate and and be as knowledgeable as you can is that about that new piece that you're trying to present to them. And I think in this situation, if it's an existing client, you should have, hopefully have some relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But if it's very limited, if it's really someone you haven't been able to see a lot lately or get in touch with, this is your prime opportunity to build that relationship, get that retention. But again, like you said, Nicole, being as prepared as you can be <clears throat> is the most important. And if you have any way to prep as much as you can, as far as quoting wise, coverage wise, special specific endorsement types or coverages ready to talk about, that can save you a lot of time. Having those bullet points ready, whether you have to physically write them down or you you have a way through the quoting process that, you, that you're going to get to have that quote in front of you, if you can actually have it done, that's ideal. Sometimes you don't have that option. Sometimes you have limited information and you have to put stuff together as you're talking. But sometimes that gives you that time to build the relationship as you're entering it, you're gathering it and entering it. But like you said, Nicole, it's nice that they can't see that you might have a notepad and paperwork and then your desk, you have a couple different screens up and going back and forth between your management system and your quoting system. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice that <laughs> the yeah. that's pressure, if you will, you know, you can, right. be, you can maybe be a little, I don't want to say unorganized, but it can look a little chaotic maybe to someone coming in to you. You're, you have it all where you need to access it, but you know, it's a little different when someone comes in your desk, you're not going to have 50 million things. And you know, you're typically, you know, you'd want to <laughs> make it more presentable if you will. Right. The other piece, and I always did this and I know some folks are going to jump all over me, but know the goal of your call. The goal of your call isn't always to sell the policy. You're educating. You may be gathering more information. There may be other things that you're doing. So understand and know going into it, what's your goal? And it shouldn't always be the big shiny prize at the end. Um, And if you're doing really good fact-finding processes, you should have already started to establish somewhat of a relationship when you were gathering the information in order to be at this point in the sales process. So um, I always say, use that CRM, take really good notes, have a good fact-finding sheet in front of you so you're not a ping-pong ball going back and forth with more info. By the time you're at this point where you're getting ready to sell the policy, you should have established a relationship with this client. Um, and that should happen naturally. The other piece, and some of this can happen during the fact-finding process, but I really prefer to do this during this sales call, sharing your company story and why you bring value and are different than your competitors. You should be able to do this in like 15 to 20 seconds. We've talked about on the podcast and in the skill series webinars before creating your elevator pitch, your elevator speech. You should be able to do all of that confidently in a very short few seconds, but still get that piece of piece of you across to them. Very, very important. That's a lot different of an interaction than an email is going to be or than somebody going to an online radar and figuring it out themselves. So very important. Dana, was that something that you did in your calls? 
Yeah, I mean, and you are going to sell yourself in the conversation. You have to be engaging. I mean, you can't in the conversation. You have to really be involved in the conversation. So you're engaged with them. They're engaged with you. You'll feel it if it's not there. You know, yeah. and those are tough conversations to get through. I don't know about you, Nicole, but a lot of the times they would go well. I mean, maybe starting off, you're feeling each other out, trying to mm-hmm. gain that trust. And then all of a sudden, you know, a little bit into it. Okay, I feel good. This is great. There's been times like, you know, you're you're 10 minutes in or something and you're like, wow, I just can't break this person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not even breaking them. It's just, you know, what is it that I, you know. I, I need to feel more engaged with this person. I, I need, mm-hmm. listen, let's be real. You're not everyone are talkative people. You're going to mm-hmm. have people like this and you're going to have people that, you know, I don't want to say they're standoffish, but again, they're just not talkative, but you can still get, win them over. You just might not feel that till closer to the end. You'll hear a right. hint or a, a don't, so don't give up. That's my one. Thing. Right. Um, but you can also feel it if it's going badly quickly or it's something that's right that's not going to work and this is a whole other side piece but just just as you evolve within this and you learn that that feeling like hey this person's really not either telling me everything or so this isn't driving this isn't going to work mm-hmm. you know no know your boundaries no no when to cut things off i mean this is not business but when you can get the goal is to get to that engagement because like i said a lot of these other places you're not going to get that. I mean, they're reading no. scripts. They're reading specific. They questions are that they have right. to. They have to ask. It's mm-hmm. kind of more robotic. This is our tool, guys. We have that personal touch. That's fantastic. That's what makes us great agents. Is having that personal touch. And I agree with you, Nicole. Less and less people are going to be more coming in to see you. Maybe eventually it can change again. That's what I keep hoping. It for. might. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Old school in some ways that mm-hmm. there's certain things I need to go and physically do. I mean, yeah. I, I've. I, I'm not going to say I'm full blown and I have to buy everything in a store, but there's certain things I want that personal touch. And when it comes to products such as insurance, it's very involved more than Mm -hmm. most people really want to know, but they need to know some of these things, you know what I mean? And it's very important that they're educated because like we always say, in the event that they really need this insurance, they're going to be thankful that they had you to guide them through the situation and have them well protected. Trust me. Absolutely. They will thank you. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yes. And you know, those are the things that stay, they stay with you as an insurance professional and I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for everybody else. I got into this industry by mistake. However, I had left a um, very stressful, intensive commercial sales position that completely burned me out. And I felt like I had no purpose and I wasn't actually helping people. It just didn't feel right. And I got into this industry because I like to help people. And I think if you lead with that, people can pick up on that and they know that it's not just you being a hardcore salesperson. What I will say to piggyback a little bit on what you were talking about, Dana, first, when I am setting these calls up, yes, always you want to make sure this is something that accommodates the client. I also try to pick times of the day when I know I am 120%. Like I'm completely there. After my coffee, after my energy drink, before three o'clock, I am good. After three o'clock, my brain oozes out of my left ear. It's not a good time for me. I am not where I need to be 
to be doing my best. That's just me knowing myself. So I think that's a really important piece to remember too, as you're doing this, but I had a recent experience. Um, I've been going out and visiting agents again, which feels so good. It's so great to be out in offices again. Um, and I brought one of the members of the marketing team with to do some training with her while we were out in the field. And I had never visited with this agency before. And he was very um, a different type of personality, not you know the warm fuzzies here, kind of standoffish. And he's providing like one word answers. I'm trying to ask open-ended questions and just like can't dig in with this guy. And it was, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't experienced this in a while. It's been a little bit since I had this, you know, I'm like, he's really making me work. Like, I'm just like, you know, how long have you been in business? And his answer was a long time. And I'm like, okay, can you elaborate? What do you focus on home and office? Like just very short answers. And till the end of the meeting, I got him to open up a little bit. Man, oh man, did I have to work hard. And I got in the car and I'm just like, that was brutal. Like, I don't know how you did that, but I don't want to ever watch it. It was just one of those situations. You're going to come across those personalities. Not everybody is going to want to share or connect or be as invested as you want to be. And that's okay. But it was, um, that was brutal. It was tough. You can still build a relationship, but just, yeah. it just feels, I always wonder if it feels as challenging on their end or if that's just yeah. who they are. You know what I mean? Like they think it's going great, Nicole. They're like, yeah, I just right. put it in a long time. Yeah. I home an auto. Like, you know, I'm answering your question. You right. know, like to them, they're okay. This is fantastic. And you're email someone like you or I are, we're crying inside. Like they hate yeah. me. What is going on? I know. And That's he like had a struggle. really, he had a hard time with technology and like wanted me to help him to submit a piece of business and he's pulling it up on his screen and he's going from here to there. And I could tell like, he is just really having a hard time with technology. And he looks at me, he goes, how much time do you have dear? And I'm like, um, what, what is it that you like? I mean, Aww. he's like a one finger on the oh, keyboard type of guy. And I'm like, kind of oh my gosh. <laughs> So that was oh. fun, but I want to wrap up. This is a great conversation, but I want to wrap up with kiss and don't be like insulted when I say this guys, keep it simple, stupid. I mean that in the nicest way. Remember kiss. So you really should be listening for 70% of the time and speaking and sharing for 30% in these reactions and interactions. And a lot of you are probably like, well, how can I get through a whole policy like that? I'm not saying you don't have to do your through your explanation piece. That's important for that educational piece. But we also really need to make sure we're listening, whether this is when we're gathering data or if this is when we are going through explanation of the quotes that we have. So kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Don't ramble. People right. do it all the time and it gets kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, it's as basic as it gets. It <laughs> that, is. That kiss principle applies to it almost everything in life and when right. you get back down the basics just keep it simple and things yes. will have a way of working themselves out <laughs> yes and i started doing this in my personal relationship on a side note it's a good thing because i can ramble i know right? Lot. <laughs> i mean but it's it's a real mental challenge to be just shut up dana <laughs> Right, to say half the time, just just shut your mouth, Dana, and everything <laughs> will be good. <laughs> right, 
bite your tongue. Yeah. I should have bitten my tongue off by now at this point in my Keep life. Keep it to one sentence, Dana, and your life will be a lot easier. Right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Dana. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for listening. Everyone. We appreciate you. Have a good one, everyone. And I'm on the road.